Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What is his goal? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Boss Wahab. I am checking in from a fucking car in line at a ferry um, <laughs> departure point in Vancouver Island, Nanaimo. Sitting here with the homie Jesse Sig. What up, baby? This is like this feels like that comedians in cars thing, but like just on a less grand scale. <laughs> you know what I mean. Everyone's walking by, they're looking like, yo, those guys are having a great conversation. <laughs> What's going on? So yeah, sorry I uh, released an episode late. Uh, I was planning on recording one, two last week before we went out to Vancouver Island, but I couldn't get a second one. And then when we were in Tofino, I was trying to get access to a podcast studio. That didn't work. Anywho, Jesse and I, we're waiting for the ferry. We're like, yo, what's poppin', man? This has been a crazy trip, huh? Wild, bro. And, like, not even waiting for the ferry, but fucking gripping our teeth. Oh, man, this shit comes on time so we can get the fuck out, bro. It doesn't snow here ever in, in Vancouver. I, I guess it does, but in Tofino specifically, where we were, which is, like, the most western point edge, the total opposite of where we started in St. John, Newfoundland, it never snows, but yesterday was the craziest like full Toronto style, everything stops. Snowstorm, and they don't have all the road maintenance that we have because it rarely happens out here. So everything shut down, trees were falling. Like the drive, it was a three hour drive from the resort we performed at, the Long Beach Lodge Resort, which ended up being sick. A little weird, that first show was a little weird. Yeah, (laughs) that first show was like, it felt more like people were just there to see like, oh, like there's colored people on the island, you know what I mean? And then, but then after they they kind of picked up and warmed up. But it was sick. That little clubhouse thing was dope, bro. Little surf club at the Long Beach. It's a place where people only surf. People were surfing in the snow, huh? Yeah, which like, is fucking wild, bro. These surf motherfuckers never stop. But uh, it was a three-hour drive to where we're at right now, and it's so it's like Armageddon. A million cars deserted. It looks like. The Detroit, like, I-75 highway, it was just cars deserted left and right. They're just, something fucked up, but they're like, I can't afford to fix this shit. I'm just walking on foot. The craziest part, too, was the fucking, the fact that there was nothing there cleaning the streets, but they had, like, five plow machines for the sidewalks. Literally, literally. All the cars are sliding, and you see people just, pedestrians walking their babies, like, <laughs> the baby thing the baby thing is what was wild, bro. It was a baby with like a giant visor around it to protect it from the blowing snow. And, and there's literally the cars like, are like in the ditch. In ditches, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck are the priorities out here? <laughs> but this trip has been wild, man. Uh I'm pretty amped to go home at this point. I'd love to plug some shows. All we got coming up is the December 9th. It's gonna be man, I'm pretty amped to just go home for like a week, huh? hundred percent, man. I think it's and yeah, uh, like regardless of everything, this uh, the in, the experience itself was incredible. You know what I mean? And I think this is a conversation me and you were having just earlier today about like when we romanticize or idolize this idea of like being on the road or being a road comic touring and stuff like that. Because you see it, like you see people living it out, and you're like, yo, this is incredible. You know what I mean? I want to live that life. I want to be able to go from city to city 
and like see all these different parts of the world or even parts of the country. But then even with that, there was a, a lot of times where we didn't even get a chance to actually see cities. Like we didn't get to explore. We would we will hop on a flight in and out in and out, bro. That's all it was. Yeah. Next time. See, the ideal way to do it would be like you go, you hit a city and you do Friday, Saturday. But, yeah. But it's like you have to have enough to, to make it like make sense logistically. It has to be a venue with enough seats to offset your hotels for everyone, your flights for everyone and two nights. So it's like right now it's not in the cards with just, you know, you, you got to break ground, go to places and it's sick. You can already tell by the next time we hit them up, more mm. people will come out. And overall, the tour was like received fucking sick all over the place. So I'm amped about that. But yo, like you get burnt out, man. This is why mother motherfuckers like comedians kill themselves on the road all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It makes sense now. Yeah. Huh? It's never one they're idle at hometown. You know? No, dude. It's like when you're in a Best Western and fucking near Chatham or some shit. Crazy, bro. But that I think that's what really worked effectively as well too is that it was we had a unit you know what i mean it was like me you and mo so i think the the ability to have that team also plays a huge role in it you know what i mean not even just not even even in terms of like how the formatting the shows or whatever but just in terms of keeping everyone in kind of a sane level you know like grounded yeah grounded yeah because you, you got, like, home with you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You're Absolutely. Like, you're, like, we're, like, a little, like, um, what's it called? Uh, an embassy. Like, a little traveling embassy that reps Toronto. Everyone's like, so you guys are from Toronto? We're like, yeah. We're from- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Toronto. <laughs> it's funny how when you go far out into Canada, how Toronto is, like, the big boys. Yeah, right? yeah. No, not even. And also the fact that, like, all three of us are different races. Yeah. So, like, to them, it's like, fuck, this place really is diverse. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They too could, much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they, gonna ha- they didn't even have a trio of the same ethnic group. Like, what? And then when they go, they're, they're going to see a bunch of white people. They're like, oh, I thought <laughs> there was no white people in Toronto. What the yeah. fuck? But it's been a trip, man. This whole goddamn thing. Uh... <laughs> Like you go to a town and you check in and you we got like three hours before the show and one person's like, okay, I'm going to go on a walk. One person's like, yeah, I'm going to crash. I'm like, uh, I'm going to see if there's a gym nearby. And then everyone's like, everyone's downloading information about the environment before the show. Everyone's keeping their eyes open and like seeing what they run into, what people say and shit like that. What was your biggest takeaway in terms of like, the comedy scene in different towns or smaller towns within Canada versus what you find in Toronto? Um, you know, it, it all depends. Show. There were so many shows we had on the road that really felt like a good Toronto show. Absolutely. But then sometimes Toronto, it's, uh, it's a little bit oversaturated. I mean, after COVID, it's better. So now there's like less shows and higher quality shows, but... Mm-hmm. You know, people have like 20 options, so they don't really go to any of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you go to, it's like when you walk through the uh, grocery aisle and you see a hundred barbecue sauces, you just, people just won't even get one. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. But in these small towns, when a comedy show comes through, it's like a, a thing is coming. Yeah. So it's all hands on deck. It's an event. It's an event. Everyone comes out. You don't get that sense in Toronto ever. No. You know when you will? 
it's when we leave we're touring outside of toronto for so long and then they're like come back here that's <laughs> yeah. when you know what i mean i think that's how it'll actually go down but in the meantime the people you're around are always like i always had uh i always felt like the turnouts for shows i've run in london ontario my hometown should be bigger than they usually were i've had good turnouts but i would always i always expected them to be bigger yeah but i think it's maybe because you came up in that town yeah so it's like everyone sees you as like you know the open micer when you were running an open mic back in the day but you gotta actually leave to come back you know it's like it's like when your friends used to come out to shows in the beginning but that's when you were first starting out and you're fucking garbage and now you invite them out and they're like nah i'm good bro he's like no no i'm good now yeah, I, exactly. I promise, I promise. In seven years <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like i promise i'm better you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, man. But, oh, but it feels better. It feels more like we're doing the thing. Yeah. To just do proper time every night at a show. Because we, we've been out of here. We've been out here so long that we forget, like, when we go back to Toronto, we're going to be doing, like, catching a seven-minute set here. Yeah. A 10-minute here. A 15 is a good set. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it's and like. It's weird, like, not to say that, like. Uh, on some big time shit by any means but i think no say it on big time shit <laughs> it just feels almost harder doing five minutes now just because like what do i t- what do i do yeah, yeah it's like in the longer period of time you have you will have the ability to now build a connection connection with the audience you know what i mean you could build rapport they get to know you there's like a relationship there whereas five minutes it's like i'm literally there and just boom 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 it's I, like jokes and this has happened countless number of times where you'll go to a stand-up show and you'll have like eight to ten comics on a lineup and the audi- and you'll crush. Like the audience would probably love whoever it is they saw. But once that show's done, they won't even remember your fucking name. They'll just yeah. be like, this guy was funny. It was just a barrage of That's jokes it. and they don't know really what happened. There was that one guy before the girl. Yeah. He had... You know what I mean? They might remember a line or two, but they don't know who you were. You know what I mean? Exactly. And even forget about them remembering you. It's more so like you said. It's like, what am I going to do? Do I want to just have five minutes? Do I want to fuck around with the people in the front audience? Do I want to try a new thing? Do I want to say a staple bit that I know works? Yeah. Well, you know, when you have time, you're like, I can make my way to everything. Yeah. Fuck around, do the bits, try some stuff. But... I'm not looking forward to that, but, yo, I'm looking forward to going home, man. Shit. 100%. And, but the other aspect of it was, too, was, like, when we talked about the aspect of, like, fame or becoming a bigger household name and, like, having to go on tour and, and, and travel the country and stuff like that, it's, like, that's going to be a whole different experience from what we're doing now. Oh, and yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I'm cherishing and I'm trying to, like, you know, like, uh, that I'm really trying to soak in during all of this is that, like, you're with your boys. You know what I mean? You're with your boys. You're traveling the country. You were doing, uh, although we did everything independently and, like, there was some shows that were smaller in comparison to what what's going to happen when you're in, like, a bigger level yeah. in your career. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to get this feeling back. No, you know what I mean, a lot of headliners and podcasts say that same thing where it's like that grinding, that grinding, like uh, adventure style 
journey is yeah. the best times. Because soon, eventually, it's like we're all just going a headline. Yeah. And then, you know, it's they have an opener maybe for you in the city. You're yeah. traveling solo. You're in a hotel. It's not a hang like it is right now. And we kind of had that feeling already, like you said. Like, sometimes we'll go into a city. It'll be hotel, uh, chill for an hour, go to the show. But then once you're at that level, it's like, that's all it is. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You go, you literally fly in, check into your hotel, bathe, whatever the fuck, do the show, get back, fly out the next day. It's like, there's no, there's nothing in between for you to like, see, see the country, see the city. Like, there's none of that. At least now, there was points and times where we could do that. But even also, there wasn't the sense of like, I don't obviously it's her career but like there wasn't this there was a sense of like we're still exploring yeah oh you know man. what i mean we're exploring what we what like our craft we're exploring and the country too we and the country 100%. we've been here all our lives we haven't even seen it and by the way most of canada just looks like fucking chatham or london Ontario. yeah yeah there's most like, of canada looks the same bc is for sure the most beautiful by far the west coast is definitely i think the east coast people yeah. are the best nicest the nicest sickest most hospitable people uh and then and because they're the oldest canadians right yeah. they're the oldest culture that we have is the east coast because we colonized we settled there first mm-hmm. i'm looking at you for like confirmation <laughs> please tell me remember geography because i'm just talking out of my ass I but yeah, their vibes are sick the west coast geography everything is amazing combining those two would be the ultimate canada yeah. Uh, and then in the fucking middle, man, what the fuck is Ontario? It's just like a hustle and bustle, like. But it's crazy, bro. It's just a hustle and bustle of life, and you know the outdoors aren't that. Like we were talking with my buddy uh, Kyle in Vancouver. Yeah. Everyone that moves out to Vancouver is all about like outdoors. They got a roof rack. They're snowboarding after. They're like happy hour after job, and then yeah. they hit the a couple runs after that, and they're. They're biking to this and they're kind of like, they're much better at that work-life balance that companies love to boast about. And you feel it. Like there's like some kind of vibe that everyone's just, bro, in Tofino, everyone is so fucking chill that like, but I think we, we talked about that too. It's almost like, because it's like, you could die any second. There's like, you know what I mean? In Toronto, you're scared of like mandem. You know what I mean? You, you walk past the alleyway, you're like, yeah, hey dog, you got a dollar? Right? You're fuck. <laughs> like, yo, you got a dollar? But out here, there's like bears and fucking cougars and shit. Yo, we took a trail that was insane. And we took it in the middle of that snowstorm. Well, as the snowstorm was ramping up, so no one was out there. And it was like two and a half hours of this little wooden boardwalk that went through a rainforest next to the Pacific Ocean that, yo, it had the vibes of like where a samurai would train. Yeah. Like you'd blindfold a fucking samurai and (laughs) and he would just have to survive two days there. Just cutting trees, animals, whatever the fuck. And then every now and then you come by a little information panel thing that's like, just so you know, the woods is home to cougars, bears. Uh, what else was it? Cougars, bears, bears fucking uh, like wolves, wolves, and deer. And then like, there's no follow up on how to act if you yeah. encounter them. And it's just like a little piece of. It's just a little thing reminding you might get eaten any second, and you continue walking. 
Fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah, yeah like, sick, man. Wolves around us. Buddy, yeah. I was more scared walking through that deep bush than I was walking around Jane and Finch at, like, 2 in the morning, dog. I was, like, looking over my shoulder and shit, see, trying to find a paw print. You know what I mean? Dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we'd get eaten in there. And there's no reception. That's the type of spot you just get eaten and the fucking someone smells the smell three days ago, three days later, and they just find a bit of a boot. That's that shit where like there he is. That's where like BC people listen to us and be like, "Oh, fucking city boys, fucking yeah, bro. city boys, yeah." yeah you didn't bro. bring your fucking bear mace, bud. You're like, no, I I don't have bear mace. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just yo actually talking about fear of the mandem and Jane and Finch. Yeah. Yo, if you had bear mace, <laughs> oh, just no matter run up. Yo, what do you? Yo, what's good though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's just bear macing motherfuckers out there. Yo, this man just hit me with some spicy spray in my eye, dog. <laughs> it's a wrap for him. <laughs> they mace, they're, they're out here macing niggas now, huh? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yo, next time it's on site, wh- where's your site, bro? <laughs> yeah. No site. Fuck, oh, man. The fairies have been sick, too. The fairies are a vibe out here. I, um... The fairies are like if trains were fun. It's yeah. Like, like, there's something about it that's sick. Like, if trains, if you could go on, like, the roof mm. and kind of just s- stick your head on the element. That'd be In pr- India, you kind of can. But that's because everyone's sitting on the roof. Yeah, yeah. that's are hanging on the roof. Yeah, there's like, a car will hold eight people, but they'll fit 16 on Yeah, there. well, they got to get there, you yeah. know? They got to get to where they're going. Buddy, it's fucked, bro. Well, but, like... I think the other biggest takeaway for me from all of this too was like that what you said earlier about like Toronto somehow being oversaturated in, in some regard. But to me it was also the the idea that like going into these small towns, it wasn't just that the show was an event. It was almost like we were like small town celebrities almost. You know what I mean? It's like everybody, like you would do a show and regardless of how it went, everyone was just like. That's the weirdest part. Yeah. There was like, don't, yo, like people like. We had enough shows where in our head like, oh, we're all looking at each other like, fuck, <laughs> we ate it tonight. And then people are at the door at the end like, oh my God, that was amazing. We're like, yeah. what? You- that's, that's what I love about comedy too, though, is that you could do the same thing in one place, city, time. And then, like, you would, like, it could be the end of your career. And then the next day you do the same thing and you could get a standing ovation. Exactly. You, know? you never fucking know, dude. But, yeah, man, I felt like the respect for artists who are doing something independently is, like, much higher in smaller places where they see it as, like, almost something that's, like, not unachievable, but this grand like this grand feat that you accomplished. Because in Toronto, it's like, oh, you guys went to like small bars and whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then here, it's like, nah, like these guys put something together on their own, booked all of this shit. You know what I mean? To them, it's like some rock star shit. Exactly. It's like that American straight up. America's where people traditionally, the artists become stars or whatever. Yeah. And they t- do a big tour and yeah. they go to those towns, right? But then when the small town Canadians see that, their own are doing it here. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck. You know, we have artists literally touring through this country, too. They love what we're bringing. They're like, oh, f- yo. And people, yo, we had tour shirts that got sold like crazy. I was I was surprised. And it's funny how if, if you have a good show, like, a, as 
uh, as a performing artist, you know, to like offset the cost, you got to have a shirt. You got to have some sort of some merch. kind of merch. You have to. But like, it's funny how you can tell the the sales for when the when everyone does good, they're buying shirts off the rack. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, but when a show doesn't hit. <laughs> People are just like, ah, yeah. You're just, yeah, yeah. You're just at the exit with a fucking bag of shirts. Yeah. Good luck with They're the just, rest of your Yeah, stuff. good stuff. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. I, we were in Gander, Newfoundland. That was one of the f- first dates I did. That was crazy. And uh, that one, I bombed that show. And it was hilarious because I hosted. So off the top, I did 20 minutes. And it was like a rough 20. I Like, I bombed pretty much. And uh, Jesse's doing is middling, and I'm just kind of like in the back, chilling, pacing a little bit. And uh, I walk to the front of the venue, and an audience member's walking in who stepped outside to take a, a phone call, and he was there during my set. But as he passes me, walking back into the venue, he looks at me, and out of all the things he could say in that moment, we're in a tight hallway. He just goes. Thank you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. Like that's uh, it, it wasn't funny. It wasn't like ah, it wasn't loving the show. It, in fact, I think the th- worst thing would have been in that moment for him to say funny. Yeah. When you both know yeah, how it we went down, yeah. funny. You're like, oh, but thank you is just so funny though. Yeah, he does. He didn't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> He's like, I gotta say thank you. Yeah. Like, you made fuck? it. And it's all brown. Remember, they're all brown doctors in the middle of Gander. Sydney. Dentists and dentists that, and doctors. When well, I say it? brown, I say the Arabs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. You go to the middle. You go to butt fuck nowhere. Even there, the doctors are Arabs. <laughs> Bro, but that that's what I thought was actually one of the most beautiful parts about it, is that any city we went to, small as the town was, there was always like a person or a group of people that came out that were like either Middle Eastern, Indian. That were starved for this thing. Yeah, and they would and they and we they would say they that's exactly what they said. They're like, yo, we came because we, we don't know who you guys are, but we saw your poster and we're like, yo, these are like, I haven't seen my people. Yo, literally, literally. Yeah. Uh, Gander, that was uh, that vibe. Those people, all those doctors, a lot of them were Egyptians. They vibed heavy with Mo and his set at the end there. And like, he was like talking to them at the end and stuff. Corner broke. We went there. There was like some Indians there and yeah. some like random, like uh, diverse people. Sydney. St. John's had like the Africans that yeah, pulled yeah, up yeah, 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 and yeah. like. It St. John had quite a few like there was like Asians and stuff. And that was stuff. my favorite part though when we're like, bro, where are you from? He's like, I'm a Nufi. I'm a Nufi. <laughs> biggest African. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Nufi. I'm a Nufi. What do you? What are you talking about? And then Sydney, how Sydney, Nova Scotia had had a group. All the doctors, uh, the brown doctors. Yeah. And the ones that the ones that got mad at me because I called them the nurses nurse. and they're like, yeah. actually, we're doctors. You're like, oh, I missed, I missed careered you, yeah. whatever the fuck. And there was one, uh, shout out to that kid, Mazin, that one Egyptian kid that came out so- oh, solo Mazin, and was bro. super amped. It was like, man, I've been waiting for the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was pretty sick to see. Halifax, Halifax had a white ass turnout, but your one buddy came out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. One Asian guy. Shout out to the people that came out on Halifax Yuck Yucks. Sick venue. It was a lighter turnout because it was a, 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 la, a final edition yeah. show on a Wednesday night. But it was a nice little turnout. The funny thing is, 
comedian uh, Jordan Foisy is a Canadian comedian. Um, he's killing it out there. This hour is 22 minutes. He's like their head writer. Is he based out of Halifax? He's based out of Toronto, I think. Got and, you. And uh, he lives out there six Got months. Got you. But this guy, right before we kick off the show, he comes in to check up and say what's up and whatnot. And we're in the green room. He goes, listen, Halifax audiences <laughs> are very giving. Very giving. And then we go out to the most silent audience <laughs> of the entire tour, where everyone is like, we're doing jokes, and everyone's periodically like, you guys are good, right? Like, yeah, yeah, is there yeah, a problem yeah. here? Like, why? When did you all turn? And then the and then again at the end of the show, they're all like shaking our hands. People are getting shirts. Like, great show! Oh, thank you so much for. We're like, what the fuck? They love make it. a sound. Fuck, dude. He was so funny, too, because afterwards he came off. He's like, I don't know what happened tonight. <laughs> like, you fucking jinxed you him, You motherfucker. <laughs> and then Calgary was a sick show. Yuck, yucks. Mad Sudanis. Yo, Alberta's got People the Africans. showed up, bro. People Alberta's got the Africans. And they showed up hard. Shout out to all the guys that came out to the Calgary show. The Edmonton show had a sick turnout, too. That one was like Packed and stationed at Jasper. What's it? Oh, that one was crazy. It was packed. <coughs> that, that was one of that was one of those movie. ones with that. It's actually like sold out. So, see, here's the thing: you don't know what marketing efforts are gonna do what on this fucking tour. Yeah. But that one, uh, I did a CBC interview that I I don't know if it helped or not, or I don't know if. Here's the thing: we're going all around. We're doing random cities, but every now and then, when the show lands on a Friday or Saturday, the turnout is better just by yeah. default because it's a weekend. And Edmonton was on a Friday, uh, so we pretty much sold that out and just ended up hanging out in cold motherfucking Edmonton. Sick food, yo! Hit up Jeru- shout out to Jerusalem uh, Shawarma in Calgary. Man, they sponsor us. Yo, they'll never sponsor us. <laughs> yo, the guy, the, the they have so many services going. When me and Mo were ordering, they had so many services. Like, skip the dish, Uber Eats. He had a little, like, <laughs> tablet for each of them. This guy was so overwhelmed. You know, they each have a sound. Ding, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, every time an order comes in, seven sounds were happening. This guy, I'm like, can I get a receipt? He goes, did you pay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just want the receipt. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> this guy's going to have an aneurysm, bro. Fuck. The, the yeah. shawarma game will eat you up, bro. When you were talking, that reminded me, though, when you were talking about the uh, CBC interviews and shit, the amount of publicity you're able to get in those small towns is oh fucking in, in, unheard of, bro. We did a TV interview and a radio interview back-to-back in St. With John. a day's notice. With a day's notice. That's like like they're just itching for something to put on the screen. And keep in mind, we've literally never done them in Toronto. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> in like never, never a decade of like, you show up. And they're just like, they're so accommodating. Oh, I remember Slave Driver. <laughs> Yo, Yo. We, were doing, we were doing that CBC radio talk show thing. And uh, he was just talking to everyone, like how the tour is going, whatever. And was it Mo that said it? He's like, bro, a boss is the one that kind of put all of this together. And then. Yeah, he, he let it in. And then the guy, the interviewer goes, uh, oh, so so what dates you got? Someone we saw listing them off. We're like, yeah, St. John's tonight. Tomorrow, Gander. The next day, uh, Cornerbrook. Cornerbrook. And then we're going to add another St. John's on Monday. And then we're going to Sydney, Nova Scotia the next day. He goes, oh, wow. Sounds like you're really the slave driver. 
<laughs> out, of, out of all the com- but the thing though the the best part about it though is that like there's no maliciousness there was no like ill intent it was just like the most out of pocket comment you can make because you're just so not used to interacting with people like us i uh, exactly <laughs> you know what i mean see that's that's a very toronto thing is like in your mind it's like oh here's a uh an asian person so yeah. i can't bring up Math or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a black person. Shit, I can't yeah. bring it. I can't. You know, like, you ever go get your car fixed and you you you're the, you need a brake job? And it's like, you need a master slave cylinder. Mm-hmm. And it's like a black guy. <laughs> yeah, we, you need a master slave <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's in Toronto, that'd be weird. But in the rest of Canada, they don't, like, filter in advance. They don't yeah. go, oh, I'm talking to this person, so I can't say A, B, and C. So it was almost shocking. It's funny because it was only audio, so the moment he said slave driver, we're all looking across the table like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at each other. But obviously I had to play it off like, ah, you know it. <laughs> and then the second he leaves, he lets us out of the CBC building, the first thing we're all just like, did you say slave driver? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part too was after on the drive home, no, like live during the, the, the radio interview. Remember he sent out a tweet asking people where the best lobster rolls were? Yo. Because <laughs> we asked. Yes. He's the nicest guy, bro. Just and drops then, a and then, he, and then he follows up in four hours with the polled responses. <laughs> He's like, go to this place is where we literally were too. Yeah. Remember what that spot was called? <sighs> Cafe something with the lobster rolls apparently. It wasn't Bagel Cafe, was it? It was Bagel Cafe. Was it Bagel Cafe? It was Bagel Cafe. St. John's. The spot, bro. That's the spot in St. John's. It's crazy, man. Like, just the whole city. Just going... The the problem is you tour so aggressively, it all starts to blend together. Yeah, everything looks like... It's all stenciled, yeah. We're talking to some people at the show yesterday, and they're like, uh, we're just sharing a story. And I realize you don't know if... Sometimes you don't know if something happened or if it's a story one of us shared during yeah. the tour. We're like, wait, did that happen? Or did you say that? Like, what happened yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, where are we right now? <laughs> there was so That happened so many times where we didn't know what town we were in. Yo, that's the weirdest thing. What's funny is Drake's got that one line. He's like, you know how Drake goes, wake up in a hotel, don't know where I'm at. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Drake. But then now I'm on yeah, tour, like, like yeah, yo, I, get, yeah, I, I get, get it. I get what he's trying to say. The best was we were in a basement in Calgary. We, we went to Calgary. We pretty much touched base in Calgary, w- drove right away to Lethbridge, did that show that night. Then the next day we went to Calgary, did the show. The next day I went to Edmonton, did the show. Next day, went to Banff, hung out, but that night crashed in Calgary in a different Airbnb. And that one was in a basement of a random neighborhood. Yeah. And I just, and just being in that basement, even though it was nice, it was like, there was no, there was was nothing. Is that usually sometimes you're in an Airbnb and like the general decorations will be like an Edmonton skyline. Yeah, 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 or yeah. Something yeah, yeah. this you're like, where are we? Where <laughs> you forget where you are in the fucking world so quick. Yeah. And it's so weird when you pull into an Airbnb that's a family home and they set up a basement Airbnb and they give you a code. It's nice, you know, keyed entry, you go in yourself, but now these three hooded fucking thugging looking dudes <laughs> pulling up at 2 a.m. <laughs> with boxes and fucking bags and shit. Like, what the fuck? Are these people getting robbed? You know, the other thing we talked about too that makes me laugh is that like, 
we went to all these places and like you said it all bleeds into one thing and we 85 percent i'm certain that we probably forgot most of the people that we met along the way but those guys in the small towns n- will never forget us oh 100%. <laughs> we're like a That's we're a like a point. myth we're like a myth that walked through there you know what i mean they're telling me actually want to, i literally wanted to say that at the second tofino show the other day yeah where i was like just the way you guys are looking at us i was like this is too much diversity. Yeah. Like, by the time you guys tell people like this, it'll be like, each one was darker than the last. <laughs> by the end, he was just a black hole with yeah. a microphone. Yeah. Just absorbing light. Bald black hole. Like, it, the way people look at you too, like, yo, this is a spectacle. Yeah. This okay. is a thing. This is a, a thing that works and... Fuck, I, I'm just so grateful that we did this shit, bro. Bring yeah. it right here, my homie. That's my boy right so there. You, get, you guys can only hear it, but we just... Crushed it, though. We just made a nice handshake. Yeah, right. yeah, we did. They're going to hear a nice pop. There's no pop filter. Fuck, dude. And, like, just I just... I want to be there when they tell these stories, though. Like, you know what I mean? Because it sounds like we're myths. When we come back next year, they're like, There, there he is. <laughs> there? Like that Simpsons. There's a fella named the boss. He was eight feet tall, he was. <laughs> With arms the size of tree trunks. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was a cold Skin winter. Skin darker than the darkest night. It was. It was a cold winter night when they came, slanging jokes but also stories to tell. The the one Jesse Jess Jesse, fresh from India, just arrived one day before. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm speaking perfect English. Yeah, born here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, that's just. It's gonna be so sick to actually come back in like a year, and the same people come out. Yeah, and, and they're gonna for sure bring more people out because that's the whole thing. That's what Sebastian Maniscal. That's how Sebastian built his audience. That's what people don't know. Really? Yeah, he was just silently low key, down low, touring every weekend for years, middling, hosting, headlining, email cards. What the Next fuck? Show. I didn't know that. Slowly, 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 slowly. That's why, you know, he doesn't have the biggest following on social media, but he'll sell Madison Square Garden out, like, two shows. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. That's crazy. I know Kevin Hart kind of did the similar Kevin Hart move. did the exact same thing. Similar move, yeah. Dame Cook did the exact same thing. He, he For him, he timed it out nicely with MySpace, but he used MySpace like crazy. But all these people that seemingly blew up and just... The whole world came to them. Yeah. They actually were running around, flying like crazy, 100%. going in front of people for years and years before anyone knew. Yeah, man. And like, yo, I think like, as much as we want to, this really is one of those. I think any art form, really, but like stand up in particular, is like one of those things where it really is about how long you keep running. It's not a sprint. You know what I mean? Because it's like you. We, we, yeah, we might have taken a financial hit here and there, but then, like, exactly what you said, you built a foundation now. So, like, when you come back, people know what to expect. People know who you are. We're validated. Yeah, you're We're validated. A validated you're, thing. This is a blue check mark in real life. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. So, we may, you don't even reap the rewards of the seeds you're planting until maybe not even the next time. Yeah. Maybe the third time, you know? 100%. But it's pretty amazing to go out because a lot of the places w- we went, I was like, bro, I would never fucking be here if this was, if I didn't have a gig no. here. I would not be in Gibson's, you know, and Gibson's, Gibson, BC. And there's Gibson. nothing wrong with it. It was incredible. 
But I would never go there. No, 100%. That's what I was going to say. Gibson's is one place. I didn't be, I didn't even hear of Tofino. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know Gibson's existed, but it ended up being one of my favorite shows. Dude, that was a f- you killed at that show, yeah, bro. Man, it was fun. Homie dude. caught a standing O yeah, in crazy. Gibson's BC. Gibson's Next BC. time we come out, yo, they're going to fucking, they, we better fill that bitch out two times. 100%. They're like, there he is. <laughs> it, they're gonna open they're gonna uh right when we say your name jesse sing yeah they're gonna standing all off the top <laughs> like louis ck yuck yucks oh fuck dude oh, i can't wait man that was incredible man this whole experience was just like and like yo it wasn't even just okay we gotta ask what's your favorite show worst show i'm gonna assume gibson's was your favorite gibson's was definitely my favorite but what was your worst like experience uh, show wise <laughs> a good one um trying i'm trying to like i'm trying to pinpoint it to one i'm trying to gauge it off of like what i'm trying to gauge it based off of what i felt the most uncomfortable at okay there's a couple i i told like i mentioned personally gander but i remember vancouver's second show which was thursday night that's the one i was very tired that's what that's the one i was gonna say but it was one of those where we're all just like we come back we go Guys, yo, you guys are awesome. You're ready. You're hot. Give it up for your next stack, blah blah. And then you turn around, and go back in the green room, and whoever's in the green room, green room, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking, <laughs> oh, it's a workout there. Jesus Christ. But, but then at yeah. the end of the show, people are like, oh my god, they're still DMing, you know. And that was a perfect example because we had sh- two shows the same night, same venue. The early show, fire, fire. Slate show, <laughs> like it was whole like, different vibe. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck happened, bro. Same place, they literally flipped the people, buddy. Uh, and we were like, that was work. Like I felt like I was working up there, and there was like, it wasn't like it was dead silent. Like there was a couple pops here and there, but you just never knew. Like you didn't know how they felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. They're like you got to give me, give me a. Uh, or a silence or a laugh or something and sometimes the reaction didn't match they're smiling but they're not laughing or you don't know what's going on it felt like you've done stoner rooms yeah it felt like a stoner room but no one's high and that's way worse yeah because at least at least if they're high you know they're just way too fucking high to laugh or they're like they're zoning in or you just slow down lower the energy yeah here it was like it was, it was like Hail Mary attempts. Oh, like, my God. Do you God, like this? Bro. Oh, okay. I'm going to pivot over oh here. Oh, my God. Low energy. I, do you respond? Oh, you respond well to this. Yeah. Like, and then, I, like I said, at the end, people were lining up to be like, thanks for coming. We sold Big a, fans. We sold a couple shirts that night, too. Yeah. People yeah. wanted pictures. People wanted pictures like crazy. Uh, it's just hilarious. Like, you, you never fucking know. You yeah. never know. And no. you can't get a read sometimes. Like, they're witnessing an amazing thing. Yeah, it's almost like in a weird, fucked up way. It's like lo- watching the audience. Imagine Schindler, Schindler's List in theaters. If you're watching the audience, you're like, "Oh fuck, this is bombing." Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, it can, it, people be like, "Oh, what a you know what I mean?" <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Sometimes it it almost there was a vibe like as if people were watching some next level. It, they almost seem sad at some point. Yeah. Like they were moved. They weren't laughing, but yeah. they were moved. They're like, oh my God, this is possible. Yeah, like they, something, something. It, it it resonated with them on some level because the reaction at the end was, in our minds, did not fucking match what the fuck yeah. performance, you know? My favorite part was uh, 
when we were in Gander and Mo was talking to like the Egyptians in the crowd, crushing. He yeah. was like crushing, by the way. And he's talking to these this Egyptian family, and he's he's making a joke about like weird foods or something. And he's like, "You ever go to small places?" He's like, "You guys have any weird foods that you guys think is a delicacy, but other people might think it's gross?" He's like, "In Egypt, there's like this. He's named a fish, and he was making a joke about how like you you salt the fish, wrap it up, and you just throw it in a basement and leave it there, right?" And I remember after the show, I was talking to one of the bartenders or the servers, from, and she lives in Gander, and she's like, this was, like, she didn't laugh. The whole show, she wasn't laughing. But I was talking to her, and she's like, this was incredible. Like, you guys should come out more often, because she's like, it's nice seeing how closely we're all related. We, we built a connection. We share our stories. You share your stories. Like, we get fish from the water, and you guys throw your fish in the basement. But, like, she, <laughs> she like, literally fucking got. It was a sincere moment it was a sincere moment and i'm like oh my god dude this bitch thinks we fish out of concrete <laughs> it's so beautiful Immigrants are so interesting it was so beautiful because it felt like she's like like she like really wanted to build that connection but then it was also just off-putting where it's like you people forget that it's still a comedy show oh my god dude but buddy that those honestly though those they were the sweetest people Gander's yeah. so fucking nice. Yo, bro. great, man. That that whole Newfoundland, like Newfoundland, Hospitality. whatever. And then Newfoundland, the Newfie accent that they're known for, that shit as peak level in Gander. Small town You can't understand shit. The one guy at the Oasis Lounge, Blaine. Yeah. Shout out to that motherfucker. Hospital, immigrant level of like African level hospitability. And like, you can't really understand him, but <laughs> he shakes your hand and looks you right in the fucking soul. Yeah, bro. Thank you for coming out there, buddy. Anytime you want to run this thing again, then you tell me that, everybody. You're like, yes, sir. The nicest guy, bro. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Danielle, bro. Danielle held it down. A, B, C, D. My name's Danielle, but people call me D. A, B, C, D. That way you'll never forget it. <laughs> You're like, God damn. <laughs> I'm in Louisiana right now. I'm never going to forget that, D. Oh, man. Newfoundland was a good time, man. Driving... It was a mission, though. We're talking about the one TV interview. Pretty much we get there Friday oh and the show God. sells out. And they're like, hey, add another show Monday. That's a problem. I put Monday as like a rest day because we have such a long trip back to mm-hmm. uh, back to St. John to fly out to Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. And they're like, add another show Monday. And obviously we're all just like, yeah, yeah, more shows. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we woke up at 5 a.m. Because Corner Book back to St. John is six or seven hours. We drove one shot all the way back, stood in front of like, went to the bar, met CBC and a, and a camera crew, did our little spiel. And what's funny is they're like, yo, yeah. I'm like, when does this come out? When does this air? Cause like the show's tonight. They're like, oh, this will air probably around 6.30, 6.40. And the show's at seven. But like St. John's is so small that people can still literally make it to the show. If I'm like watching this right now, I'm, about, I'm like four minutes down the street. Yeah, right? it's crazy. But still, in the interview, we're like, leave your house right now. Why the <laughs> fuck? We have a 30-minute grace period for this shit. But that was such a mission. And like I said, in the future, I don't want to do it like that again, where it's like a show every night and mad hours of driving. Because it's just, yeah, everyone's burnt out. Yeah, not only that, I feel like you need a day not just to rest, but like you need a day to do some guerrilla marketing, you know what I mean? Hang up some flyers and shops and shit. Get to know the scene. Because, like, that's one thing we noticed is every time you went to a town, they love it when you could relate to them somehow. Or you talk, you bring in a different perspective about their city that they don't see because they live there. It's right there. You know what I mean? It's like, 
it's like imagine a comedian from Newfoundland coming to Toronto and he talks about the CN Tower. You want to hear about it. it, it it's probably going to be the <laughs> best, freshest take. Right? Oh, yeah. Because it's from the outside looking in, like, first impression. Yeah, but, like, the challenges is, like, as soon as you land into a city and you don't have time, it's, like, you can't even, you don't know, like, you don't know what they're going to be able to relate to now because you you're, you just went went to your Airbnb hotel, went straight to the show. Oh, this is a great example. In Gibson's. I asked the front desk lady oh, yeah. what, what happened, what happened, uh, like what, like there was so little time. So I'm like, yo, what's happening in the city? Like, you know, I, some big news. Yeah. Cause every city, like Jesse's saying, you try to hit him with five minutes of your take on the yeah. city off the top and then you get into your act. So she tells me they just had a big high speed chase on the fucking island and that A, B, and C, some 21-year-old girl that had a high-speed blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ooh, jackpot. I got the fucking dirt. I love it. I go to my, I go to the show, and in my set, I open with, yo, guesses. I heard you guys had a nice high-speed chase. Silence. <laughs> Silence. There was literally, it never, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing that anyone was talking. I don't even know if it was true. No one could confirm. <laughs> In a sold-out room of possibly near 100 people, that that even happened. And, like, two hours early, I was talking to her. She's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, and I literally was like, and everyone's talking about this? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I was like, got it. Let's go. But you know what's crazy that you just bring that up? No one said it was true, but no one said it was false either. Like, no one said... No one confirmed or denied. It was yeah. just silence. Yeah, it was no just one met said, with, like, what are you talking about? And it's I'm like, like, buddy, did something... Like, did a, did what a, happened? Did a kid die? Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And in that set, too, I have a, a bit about my dad doing some stuff when I was younger. And I, at one point, I said to my dad, Dad, it's not a drought. And in Gibson's, it was literally a drought. <laughs> As I was saying this, because <laughs> some, some people, you know, they still laugh. But after the fact, it was a weird thing that I didn't understand. And then after the show, the guy was like, it's funny you said it's not a drought because literally we're going through a drought. <laughs> it's literally a drought here in Gibson's. But we got it. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. I was like, oh, I didn't need that after the high speed chase bullshit. But that's what happens, though. If I if we were there for two days, we I would have talked to people. Like, I heard about a high-speed chase. They're like, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then I would have X'd it out. Yeah. I would have X'd that shit out. But here we are. Live and learn. In line for a ferry. I love how um, foggy the windows are right now. Yeah. Everyone's in here like, yo, what are these boys up to, huh? But no one can see. These boys spitting in here, huh? Fuck, bro. Wow. What a right, trip, man. man. It's fucking exciting to go home, sleeping in the same bed for multiple nights. Yeah, man. I'm just like, the one thing I'm not looking forward to is the fucking is Toronto air. Buddy, the air in BC is like on a next level. Ooh. You land and it feels like you've never breathed proper air before. It's crisp out here, yo. Yeah, bro. This is why it's so nice out here. People are, are they accept getting paid less. they're just high off Kyle kept saying that he's like yeah the pay's not as good but like there's so much shit to do out here which is weird because the cost of living is way higher it's stupid so it's like what are you guys doing out here I don't know what's really happening and that's the other part is that like people should be as stressed out as they are in Toronto but for some reason it just seems like they aren't like in Vancouver yeah it doesn't seeing the mountain seeing the ocean that's what it does man you just seem more laid back. 
just seeing mountains around you yeah. and seeing big bodies of water. Like, and that's just, not to say it's not to say that like um, that I'm sure people are like obviously stressing or whatever. I just didn't notice that same hustle bustle that you were talking about. There's none of that fast paced like yeah. I gotta get somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, traveling around Canada makes me realize, oh, Toronto really is our New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously not to that level, but like that that general anxiety in the air. Yeah, it's there. It's kind of a Toronto it's thing. It's 100% there. It's, it's not anywhere else. Yeah. Forget the West. It's not in the East. I it's forgot. not in BC. Sorry, it's not in Alberta. I forgot who I was talking about, talking to, but I can't remember if it was Nova Scotia. One of those fucking cities, bro. But one of the locals was like, yeah, I visited Toronto. And they're like, I went downtown. And I remember I got a taxi and the taxi was driving so fast. And this guy cut him off and he rolled the window down and he started yelling at him. And they were honking. He's like, it was like just pandemonium. And like, in my head, I'm like, yo, he's just talking about driving down like Dundas Square yeah a regular yeah a regular fucking drive but to him it was like this was like unheard of and the chaos of it the chaos yeah like this is the big city chaos (laughs) it's just like it said in the magazine yeah Buddy, that's going to be in the podcast. Please return to your vehicles. This is how you know we're not lying. We really are on a fucking dock right now, bro. Wait, listen to this. <laughs> well, you're probably not going to be able to hear it, but please return to your vehicle. It, it sounds like if you're going to space, like in a space station. Or like please some, return. We're about to dismount. Some 1984 shit. Next shit. But yo, you know what? That's a wrap. That's a quick little update for y'all. I didn't want to leave uh, the week without a, an episode. I'm going to get back to a normal in-studio one next week. appreciate the patience. Come out to the December 9th show. And if you're in Kitchener, uh, January 20th, Ottawa, January 21st. And then Thunder Bay, the 27th and 28th. And probably more dates to come, but stay tuned for those. Got homie in the car. Uh, follow Jesse at the Punjabi Timbit on Instagram, and he's got his link tree there. Get everything uh, connected with my guy there, and come see us out if you're in Toronto. Please, December 9th, buddy. St. John supported the fuck out of us. We need a hometown Toronto to be there now. Yo, pull up. And that's all we're gonna say. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in. It's your boy Boss Lab signing out. Peace. Peace.